The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to the Schmozone podcast. This is episode number 101. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. The Schmo. My co-host is... Helen E. with Helen E. Sports. And today's guest, we have some members of the New England cartel. We got Kelvin Cater. We got Rob Font. What's going on, brother? Two guys in the top five in their respective divisions. Yes, sir. Guys, yeah. thanks for joining. Welcome back. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having us on. Good of to course. be back. So just in Vegas... A week, maybe two weeks early before the main event against Cheeto Vera. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, usually come out about two weeks before, uh, get settled in, get used to the weather, the time, and then, um, you know, helps with the weight, helps uh, get obviously acculated to the time and, and, you know, being out here in the West. But, uh, yeah, I love Vegas. Vegas is fun. So, uh, what is it? third main event back to back in, in Vegas. And, you know, I can't complain. Finally getting that recognition, too. Hell yeah. I mean, your performances, your your style, fan favorite type of style. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, and Ethan Calvin, congrats on your recent win. Huge win over Giga. Yeah, yeah. I was happy the way that one worked out and um, no more year layoffs. For sure. And we were talking about it too. It's like, it's what have you done for me lately? We we're talking before we started the podcast. Like after the Max Holloway fight, everyone was just writing you off, just taking away everything that you've done to get to this point. And then even Giga, you know, everyone was looking past you and the performance you had against him. It's like you flipped the script, completely changed the narrative. You reminded everyone why you're a title contender in the featherweight division. Yeah, yeah. More, uh, the more they talk, the more locker room material, material for us. And, uh, you know, even after a win, we're always just on to the next one. Even after the Max fight, after the Giga fight, uh, just focus on the next one. So, and next one's Ralph Hunt. <laughs> And I just want to add that I know you guys got a lot of praise and in particular your coach Tyson Chartier for just how, I mean, not only how you looked in that fight against Giga, but just how everything was handled and taking, you know, some time off, um, but being able to recover and just have that performance that you did. Yeah, that uh, that little pullback made me want to get back in there that much more. And um, just one fight they came, just let it all out. And like I said, just glad the way it worked out and um, on to the next. And we are sporting our New England Cartel shirt. Rob, I don't have a shirt for you, but I got the Catermania shirt right it. here. I, I like it. it. I love it. Same I came, shit. I just came back from WrestleMania, interviewed Bro <laughs> Brooke Hogan in Dallas. Hey, you're going to get me in trouble, man. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, no, it's a nice tank. I don't know where you got it, but no, I like it. <laughs> They're exclusive, though. Yeah. They're exclusive. I I, I felt honored the last time you were on the show. We had to uh, sport it when well, we saw you guys. Now next. I'm honored, so thank you guys <laughs> both. I like it. You're great. You're great. And I'm not going to lie, though, too. You know, a few hours back, we had Uriah Faber. We interviewed him. We put two and two together, linking you to a fight with Josh Emmett. 
And here you are repping. I like it. <laughs> we think we know you know who you picked for this fight. <laughs> so the, you guys, you you and think that's settled. you think that's the fight? I mean, a couple hours ago, that that's likely the fight. I mean, I don't. I never really um, care who I fight next. To be honest, I'm I'm always just trying to focus on improving my skills, no matter who it's against, because that opponent could always move around come whatever fight date that you know you're scheduled for. So. Just trying to get better every day, and in the meantime, like I said, Rob Font's next, so he's still got my my uh, complete focus. I, I want to see him do his thing, and then um, you know I'll be pulling him back in the gym post W. For me, hundred <clears throat> percent. You got Cheeto. He's the eight guy, number eight guy. I mean, you're, this fight, you beat him. Where do you? Where does that take you next for the division? Like, what would you? <sighs> Man, want? I, it's, it's a tough one because like, again, like he's not the number eight ranked fighter. Um, you know, it, obviously, it's it's, it's a, it'll be a big win. It'll be, you know, a great you know experience for me. But it doesn't really move the ladder, I guess you would say, too much. You know, um, keeps me busy, keeps my name out there. Um, but this is not like I get out there and I'm getting a title shot next fight. You know, I'm thinking, obviously, everything goes smooth. Um, get Cheeto out of there, figure in second round, and then and get back to the gym, help Calvin, and then wait for that next uh, next call. But uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're you know we're we're in that. You know that conversation. Then two more fights. So we'll get to that back to that belt. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And there's obviously so much going on in your division, particularly you know the title picture. Aljamain just beat Pewter Jan. Yeah. What did you make of that outcome? Um, I think I was kind of similar with everybody else. Like not sure how that fight played out during the fight. Um, I mean, I was as far as uh, Jermaine, You know, he, he looked impressive with the, how, how he took the back, how he held the back, how often he got towards the back. Um, and then another thing about you know Peter, he's impressive. He's he's that he's real strong in the last couple of rounds, and he just looked real good coming forward, um, stopping the takedowns, taking taking you know Aljamain's back and, and making it back and forth. And um, honestly, I'm just happy. I'm glad, just glad it happened. You know, the, the division's moving on, and we can kind of get past the the first one. And what do you think about him calling out TJ Dillashaw for the next fight? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, he, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I know, I think they've been going back and forth on Twitter and all that. Um, you know, former champ, he has a huge name. Um, I Still think accusing it, I, him of cheating too. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously he's gonna run with that, and 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 it, it should be interesting. It should, it should make good make for like some good media, but uh, yeah, I mean. It's only a couple of now. It's like it's either Jose or TJ. So it's kind of like you know, pick your poison. What do you think is the biggest thing you took away from the Jose fight? What did you learn about yourself from that fight? Where you're correcting yourself, and obviously you're riding the ship. I, th and you know, I think I, it sounds weird. I think I'm figure really figuring out how to fight that five round fight, and, and um, you know, uh, you know, you know, fighting Cody for five rounds. It, it was, it's, you know, it was experience, and it was a learning experience, and, and it was great, but. You know he doesn't have that same experience Aldo has. You know, and then you can, you know, I can, I can feel the difference of when he took off, when he relaxed, when he, when he pushed the pace, when when he, you know, when he wouldn't necessarily do much and just kind of like, like just let the clock run a little bit, especially like hanging on the fence or nothing like that. But um, yeah, I think I would say uh, just kind of like knowing when to push and pull with the, with either the combinations or the, or the pace or even like um, pushing for a takedown, whatever. I feel like I, I'm figuring that out a little better. On the note of Aldo, a lot of people consider him the greatest featherweight of all time. Obviously, now he's gone down to bantamweight. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Like, Volkanovski beat Zombie, 273. People talk about Holloway, 
who you've matched up against as greatest featherweight of all time. They talk about Aldo. Where does Volkan, Volkanovski right now sit in that conversation, in your opinion? Well, he's got wins over them both, so uh, pretty high up, you know. Uh, I got a lot of respect for the champ. Um, he's always trying to fight contenders, you know, the, the guy who's next up that earned it, you know, not the guy asking for it, but, um, you know, we're working towards that fight one day. Do you think he's done enough right now to surpass Max in that conversation or Aldo, or you think he needs to get a couple more wins? I mean, no one's done done enough to say he, he hasn't. <laughs> he's he's doing it as we speak. It's still not done being wrote, uh, written. So, um, you know, yeah, just a lot of respect. He's going out there doing his thing, and I'm just working on earning earning a shot, you know, to step across from him one day. What about him saying that he's kind of watching the 155 title picture? Like, what do you make of, you know, him talking about that and possibly moving up? I mean, who, who left is in the division form that makes the most sense right now? You know, you can't knock a guy for being ambitious, trying to, you know, take off more than he can chew because you never know how much you can chew if you don't, you know, take that bite. So, um, you know, I respect anybody. That, that he's proven himself in this division. He's fought Max twice, you know. Of course, everyone wants to see that that third fight, uh, myself included. But, um, you know, he hasn't really turned much down in the featherweight division and has shown up every time he stepped in there. So uh, why not? And then for you, um, let's just say you got this fight. You get. I mean, we saw the situation where Korean Zombie got a title shot. How did you feel about that? Like, in reflecting on it, too, I mean, it, did it go the way you expected? And being someone who's established what you've established in this division, do you feel like he had more credentials than you to get that opportunity? I mean, I was coming off a loss, a loss at the moment. So, I mean, hindsight now, you know, if the time could have worked out where I had already earned that, um, you know, win back in my place where Max was injured at that moment, you know, then at that point maybe I would think so. But coming off a loss and my, fa my full focus was on Giga, as his should have been on me. But, um, you know, a win over him just puts me right back in line. You know, wins don't get you further. They get you closer. So um, the only thing I can control is that next bout that was already booked. Post that W, you know, now maybe I'd be barking a little bit more trying to get my opportunity over uh, Zombie, but worked out the way it did. So like what David mentioned in the beginning, like if the fight with Josh Emmett does get booked, do you think the win over him will get you that title shot? Um, yeah, definitely get me closer, I think. You know, I just, I'm always just trying to just inch closer and closer. And uh, I, I want them to, the ultimate compliment uh, that they could say about me is that I earned it, you know? So I'm just working on earning it. Whoever they put in front of me, just got to take them out. And, um, and I want it, when I get that belt, I want it to be earned, you know what I mean? So whoever I got to go through to get it, I'm ready. They're all the same. I'm waiting for the cartel. I'm waiting for you guys to be back-to-back, -back, or maybe that would be too tough on Tyson, who's in the background right now. But he's a little soft. I don't know if he can handle <laughs> it. He's stressed out all At night. least main card, space it out. Maybe someone's kicking off the card. Somebody's co-main or featuring it. But Boston, the return. Oh, that's yeah, 100%. That's man. I would love that. Uh, but there was the rumor uh, when they were coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah that'd, that'd be huge. That'd be, that'd be huge. We did it once, um, you know, if, especially if we could do it main event, co-main event, like, It'll be fireworks. You're in that position now, I feel like, where you guys both just take care of who's in front of you next. I feel like there's more leverage on your end to kind of negotiate that, 100%, right? 100%, 100%. Take notes, T. <laughs> <laughs> so Vegas, out here early and stuff like that, like what are you doing aside from training just to keep you, you know, sane and 
you know, everything going, man. No, honestly, man, I'm taking naps all day. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just taking naps. Um, I'm trying to figure out something to do, but you know, you know, like nap between, always wins. Yeah, the nap always kind of wins. <laughs> right. But uh, between the, the the training sessions, the the PI and, and the PT, like I'm just kind of locked in. I was thinking maybe trying to golf a little bit, maybe even top golf, uh, bro. You yeah, don't you want guys it. are good golfers. He doesn't Who's want the better? <laughs> no, no, well, he taught me. He taught me. So I'm, ca- right. I'm catching up. Man, I'm this catching guy's up, catching man. up quick too. I, I'm telling you, like the next week, he had clubs and he was out at like the driving range, 6 a.m. I'm like, fuck, I should <laughs> be at the driving range right now, <laughs> you know? But the pressure on me got got good quick. Are you guys good mini golfers? Well, I mean, kind of. We play par three a lot. That's kind of like a grown man mini golf, you know. Yeah. Don't don't play with David. He cheats. Nah, <laughs> she says she well, says I cheat. You she always make up she new She says rules. I cheat because I don't let her win. But it's <laughs> but then again, I'll, she's always right too. That's so. true. So I Thank lose you. either way in that argument. I would. Uh, I know you swim a lot, right? You swim yeah. Like, I would love to jump in the pool if you, if you have yeah. like a like no a definitely spot we can go to because I mean I don't I'm not, I don't swim often, but like yeah no like, there's so many good pools yeah I'll definitely um coordinate with you about that yeah she wants to do more of a segment where she is swimming with the fighters yeah and I swim with a GoPro and we kickboard and talk. I mean, I still got, Just I got my butterflies. So they don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke. The butterfly, that was more like a breaststroke. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all, it's all, it's all the same. What's the butterfly? It's kind of more the shoulders. Oh, yeah, it's all shoulders, yeah. Did you guys see the video? Uh, I know you looked at your phone. So the guy harassing Mike Tyson on the plane. Yeah. That yeah, was I didn't see the, I saw the aftermath, like what Tyson did him, but I didn't see the, I, I'm sure the guy deserved it. Of course. He's smiling with blood Provoking. Yeah, I'm sure like in this been. day and age with, with TikTok and, and Instagram, everyone's just looking for that five second, 15 second, whatever it is, clip where they can go viral and provoke people. They think like you can say something to anyone and have zero repercussions. Yeah. Or do some crazy tough. shit, make a, a Netflix documentary about it and get paid off your crazy ass dumb shit you did. <laughs> How crazy true. is that too, right? Yeah, that one girl. I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And then they just they sell it to Netflix and they get paid off the crazy story them. anyway. So yeah, back the way again. It rich. sucks because I heard it, what they were saying. Tyson was pretty cool at first, and then the guy just kept going and going and going. And it's kind of like, bro, like you you met a legend and all that. <laughs> like he's pretty, he's being cool. He gave you what you wanted. and He just kept pushing and pushing. Man. Well, it's because he's got his friend recording it from the aisle next yeah. door. So he's just gonna do whatever he can. To, okay, it wasn't enough to get enough clip uh, clicks. Like everybody can meet Mike Tyson. How can I provide? him how can i get a good reaction out of him hopefully nothing charges is, is it we'll see but I, i'm assuming he's going to do yeah. some charges and they're going to probably settle a lot of court he's going to take a lot of money so he just gets everything he wants out of him he gets tough. to meet that's him so he takes up. his money it sucks but that's just the day and age we live in now tough, man. social media Where was the tsa yep. at, man? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, it sucks. It's just a situation though that I feel like it's not getting any better. Mm. It's truly not. You brought up Netflix though too. It's like, you know, the streaming, the situation that we're into with they're going to get to a point where it's how do we monetize this further because everybody has subscription and I feel like they're going to start we're going to start seeing ads on Netflix, on Netflix if we haven't already yeah. too and it's turning into the cable model that they tried so hard to get away from. Yeah. It's all coming back. It's going full circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they spent an arm and a leg trying to uh, produce a bunch of movies and all that. Right right now, the stock's kind of dropping right now, right? Right, yeah. Pretty heavy. I just don't know where the future's going to be with this stuff, but uh, I don't know. It all correlates to me, like this, <laughs> this whole day and age with the internet. But are you guys Netflix binge watchers or no? 
Yes and no. Um, Which shows? We uh, just camp. like just watched that uh, the Bridgeton uh, with the I don't even know who was in it. Honestly, I was watching with my girl, but yeah, and no, uh, just whenever whatever whatever's interesting, we'll um, we'll check out. Um, what was that one with Anna? Yeah. Oh what my was gosh. Her name? Um, that's the one, one my mom person or, or, yeah, or whatever. The, like, uh, something on it. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. I know, but I just can't believe what she did. Yeah, that's really that cool. Was, yeah. That's crazy. I was telling have you, you about seen that. seen it? I haven't yeah, yet. She's, cool. she's been telling me but about it. He likes to watch all the serial killer stuff, and especially at night. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he weird. just likes you to stay close to him. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get you freaked out. P- people have fucked up minds. The psychology behind people and why they do shit. It's like I can't decide if they're just really stupid or they were just corrupted. Uh, when they were kids and children, bad parenting, that's yeah. probably it mostly. But man, people do some crazy shit and, they, and they're and they too dumb to realize you're not going to get away with this. Yeah, even the guys producing some of the shit that never happened. It's like, what happened to you to make you think of all this and you know produce a movie? Put your name behind that. That's kind of crazy. That's a good point. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff out there. But some, stu- some stuff is very realistic. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, prison scenes and stuff like that from yeah. movies and then you hear people describe what it's like in behind bars in prison not that i can attest to it but it's like people talk about oh it's real shit bobby green talking a lot about that right After i was just listening oh, to yeah. that podcast yeah. too. i still gotta listen to it but i heard off that that I, that's why i gotta listen to it it <laughs> was crazy it was this coach that. that got uh locked in they he was set up it was like they were trying to buy a car and the guy was just stealing their information and then they confronted him drove down to san diego and they were coming from like the LA area county area and yeah um, basically they wanted to accuse Bobby and his coach being white didn't want to put him under the bus and rightfully so and this guy basically had all their information and um, was going to just take their money and run and sold them a, a bullshit car and they yeah. called him out for it and had to serve a couple of years and a shitty situation it happens fast man <laughs> Happens something like kidnapping or something for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruining for people listening. Yeah, like if if you make a guy walk more than twenty three feet, some crazy loophole. Yeah, some freaking loophole in the in the system. That that fucking sucks, man. Fuck that. Got that Mike Tyson treatment. (laughs) Yes, but even too like people go into gyms. Like uh, I think Kevin Holland and Derek Lewis. Like some guy had called them out to to spar and stuff. They signed waivers and they they get knocked out or do jujitsu. Like, I, I hate how people, going back to that, just feel like they can talk so much shit in front of people and have no repercussions. Like, don't stand up to it when they have to face the music. It's tough. Yeah, you just got to eat it. I mean, try to just stay out of those types of situations, but sometimes they're unavoidable. But um, you offend me more probably talking uh, shit about someone I'm with, you know, um, especially if they're not in a position to be able to do anything about it. That probably bothered me more than just calling me out or saying something. <clears throat> like you say something on Uncle T it's gonna bother me because he can't really defend himself you know yeah. <laughs> so I, gotta keep, I gotta keep an eye on this guy or, someone, or if just someone just <laughs> says <laughs> your mom's cooking sucks and the yeah, chicken parm is no good you fuck him no honestly I let that one go because more for me you know <laughs> I can't let people know how good the chicken parm is but no one showed up to the gym in New England right they, 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 they haven't come by to not that have returned visit you know <laughs> we don't know what happened to them but um, yeah Oh, man. I'd feel like, though, because you're in the area, Dana White's got his legions to the Boston area and stuff like that, there's got to be some pull you guys have with just trying to call some shots. Tyson, come oh, on, see, nothing. You gotta get on it. We got to get on it, man. 
Something we got to figure something out because Boston is it's just it's it's just like it's asking for us, man. It's like how, when was the last time they came? It was uh was it the Joe's, Joe's fight? What he's saying is we're due. Wait, we're that, was that man. that was the Dominic Reyes Chris Weidman? We were at that. That was that fight night. Oh, wow. That was the last time. That was that was when he fought Stevens. No, no I was supposed no. to fight right? Zabi. I even did Zabit. something at uh, what is it? Um, Fenway with with uh, Weidman, right? We did some PR for that, and then I got a kid, and you're actually going to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is the where is Zabit? <laughs> I don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. I, I haven't heard anything. Uh, you think he returns to the UFC? I mean, I like I said, I don't really focus on these guys like that. I don't give a fuck about them, honestly. Any of them. Uh, until, until I just until lined I'm lined up. up, and then after that, I really don't give a fuck again. You know, I, I wish the best always, but like I'm not focused on. Them. I try to the more you focus on other people, man. It's when I'm gonna get knocked out. You know, just focus on my own shit, staying on my lane, and focus on what I can control. That's it. Like all day, every day. It's a damn good way to put it. Trying, man. You know, I mean, people do all that and still might not. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I mean, all I could do is uh, everything I could do. Earlier, when you mentioned about a rumor in Boston. Why did I hear the same rumor though? I think on Twitter I saw someone report that. But yeah, I guess I guess I guess there's a video of Boston uh Dana saying a couple of cities that he wanted yeah. to go out to, so Yeah, but, I think I heard the same yeah. thing. Well, they're expanding, you know. They did the fight night in Columbus. We're there in London when they and I think they're going to be going to Austin, Texas. Nice. Like they're expanding like yeah. You still like the Apex environment or you know, would you prefer being in front of twenty thousand people? I mean, you definitely wouldn't mind being in front of uh, twenty thousand again. Um, that 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 feeling that that hearing that crowd erupt like that, getting that energy is is um you know it's it's what we get into this for you know. But you know, Apex just has been pretty cool too. Like it's pretty easy. I love coming to Vegas. So uh, if not, let's move it to the T-Mobile. You know, but if not, T-Mobile, let's go to Vegas. And they're building that sphere here, but I'm waiting for them to have a fight in Raider Stadium. That's what I'm waiting yeah. for. Foxborough. Like, <laughs> Foxborough would be cool too. It'd be really cool, but uh, you just got to make sure that you do it in the summer months, yeah. Yeah. not in the winter months. At least yeah, Vegas. The weather's crazy. Has the retractable yeah, roof. You're not lying. But like, you know, they're teasing about, or I guess they want John Jones and Stipe Miocic to have that fight, interim UFC heavyweight title fight. Like, Stack the cards. Why not have that at Raiders Stadium? I'm International Fight Week. I'm tuning in. Internet. Oh, that'd be fun. I'm definitely coming out for that one. But I think the wrestling WWE is having a SummerSlam? SummerSlam or something at that time. But I just wish, because you guys know, you guys are football fans. The season starts up in August. Like, you can't do anything at stadiums between August and January, yeah. February. So now would be the time to do it. Pull I the like trigger. It. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, and next week, th what do they have here? The NFL. Well, yeah, your fight card is going on when they have the yeah. like that Saturday. They have the NFL draft here in Vegas, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nice, nice, nice. So literally that. So this this place a is going to be a zoo. Be There's going to be a lot of foot traffic. It's actually a really good thing you came early. Yeah. I think now that I'm putting two and two together. When's so. the F1 race uh, coming here next year? I believe fall 2023. Fall 2023. So I think around September. Oh, yeah. huh? Are you you're excited for this? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. But T's, T's the <laughs> big F1 guy. I knew he was going to crack you. We have a weekend set up. Am I right? Fall 2023? November. Say, sorry, yep. two months off. Yep. Tyson, I Thanks, want you. To, I want you to slide in here. I got something for you because we were messaging <laughs> yeah. in a couple of weeks here. <laughs> Who's going out? Okay, Rob's going out. Then I'm, I'll bring him back in. So. 
Tyson, I realized that um, when you showed me the picture of you and your son with the schmo glasses, it was before I created the schmo glasses line. I gotta give you the real wow. thing form right there. So I figured I'd do that. So I uh, gotta give him the real deal glasses. Still right in there. the wrap. Yeah, I don't want to wow. take it out. Official. Put these babies on. It's from New Hampshire too. You got the camouflage case. I see you. Details. Well, yeah, the the camouflage case. Uh, that, that there's a backstory behind that. <laughs> wow. You like this? It looks great. It's always a 90 degree I love day. They look natural on you. I'm, I'm the schmo now. He's like the it. schmo now. Thank you. Yeah. No. Let's uh, so ask you a couple of questions, man, because uh, coaching and managing these guys, the balance, you've been on the show before and also a former fighter. Um, just talk about kind of like the, the ascension of the team in yeah. the past couple of years and the, how rewarding, because I know it's been a grind. And people don't see all the work you guys continuously put in it. But I feel like now is kind of like the turning point where people are starting to truly recognize the New England cartel. Yeah, I think it was, you know, kind of a vision I had a decade and a half ago. And I thought I saw like New England was underrepresented on the national stage. I think we were doing a lot of infighting, a lot of the egos from the different gyms, like my best guy fights your best guy and neither one of them go to the UFC. And we were kind of a laughing stock on the national level. No one was going to the UFC. We just had a couple guys and I'm like, man, our guys are fighting tougher fights locally than these guys are fighting in the UFC. It didn't make sense. So little by little, you know, working with guys like Rob and then eventually bringing guys like Calvin, we had the best guys start training with each other. And then uh, coming up and, you know, a few years ago, we broke off, started doing the cartel. And we had a vision of, like, let's take the boxing approach and build a small camp around a couple fighters with some of the best coaches. You know, get some of these guys sitting over here, some of the best coaches, and then bring in some of the best training partners. And uh, I think you can chase the UFC belt without having to leave New England. And you know, both these guys are close. You know, they were both one fight away. You know, you win that fight, you're fighting for a title type thing. And um, now they're both on the on the way back. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's uh, it's cool to see their hard work pay off. All the other coaches, all the, you know, the families back home. It, it, it's truly is a team effort. One year from now, what's that goal? Man, it's just, we don't even think that way, you know, because yeah. we, we, we can't think past Saturday for Rob. We can't think past what's coming up for Calvin. It's like you literally just take it one camp at a time. And we always say is like every camp, we're just trying to build a stronger house, a, bit, a better foundation, you know, fill holes in the boat. And then you leave that camp, win, lose, or draw in that fight, you're going to be better for the next one. And so if we start thinking about like what's going to happen next year or the year after that, it's, you know, that you're overlooking next Saturday. Like the only thing that really matters right now is, is Rob's fight next Saturday. And then it'll be like a full... 180 shift on on Calvin and then the younger guys on the team that got some fights coming up. So it's uh, all hands on deck right now. We're just thinking about April 30th. So stylistically, Cheeto, because Rob's been fighting killers, as as is Calvin right here. Where does Cheeto style match up compared to previous couple fights? You know, the Aldo fights, the Cody Garbrandt fights. Where do you put his skill set in in that echelon with those guys? I, I don't think this is a fight about skill sets. I think Cheeto's got a dog in him. You know, he, he comes, he scraps, he's he wins fights that he was losing and um, deals with adversity in fights and comes back real well. Um, he's pretty well-rounded. He can kind of, you know, you're never really safe with him. He might not have that Cody Garbrandt right hand or, you know, the Aldo leg kick, but he's got a great leg kick and he's got, you know, a, a decent, you know, rear kick and he, he'll wing both hands, you know, and, and, you know, we know he likes to clinch and he's got a, you know, jiu-jitsu black belt and he's good off his back, but he's also good on top. He's aggressive and he's got a good team behind him. So like, 
you know, he, he's pretty well-rounded, and I think that's what makes him dangerous in, in the fact that on top of being well-rounded, he's, he, he has no quit. You know, he's going to come forward, and he's just going to keep going. So I think it's, uh, that's what makes this a fun fight, you know, because both these guys went the distance with Aldo, uh, who is a legend, and um, came up short. And both these guys are tough. Both these guys are really, really hard to finish. And, um, but both are big finishers, too. I think they're both probably the top five or six in the division of all-time finishes. So um, I think that makes it for an exciting fight for the fans. And I do see some areas that, like, I think Rob has big advantages. Um, and we just have to try to play in that part of the sandbox to, you know, fight everything on our terms. What about Josh Emmett for Calvin? Yeah, I mean, I, I never believe a fight's happening until there's, there's contracts signed and all that. But, I mean, if that's what the UFC's targeting and um, that's what we end up getting, then that's a fun fight. You know, we always talk, Calvin doesn't care who he fights. You always say that. He, he, they're all the same. They're all good in their own way, and they're all beatable in their own way. And um, if that's what we end up getting, then, you know, we'll put our heads down, get in the gym, work hard, and, and come out prepared to, to beat a Josh Emmett. He, you know, obviously he's got a dangerous right hand. He's got a wrestling background. He's usually pretty good cardio I think he used to do like on a CrossFit gym or something and um, yeah I think it's it's a it's a fun fight for the fans too because you got two bangers there and um, you know we'll just have to come together as a team and figure out the best way to to attack that I think when you guys were in the podcast studio last time it was the 10-year anniversary of a photo that we took of you and your fighting career I guess oh, geez. <laughs> the biggest the biggest thing that you take away from your time fighting and transition that to the coaching life I just think that there's always like voices in your head and I don't mean like from a crazy person standpoint but there's like the bitch voice and and the voice that'll help you win and the bitch voice is there he's like no it's okay don't defend the takedown you can give him the underhook we'll, we'll get it after that or like oh don't push so hard I'll, I'll get it next round and that guy's talking the whole time and I, I recognize that like in practice in the fights he's there the whole time like every fighter has that and it's just as a coach, you got to recognize that that's there. You got to address it, and then when you see them starting to lose that internal battle to the bitch voice, you got to like step up and let them recognize what they're doing and call them out for it. And then hopefully they start to learn that you know they're in charge and that bitch voice a little little quieter moving forward. So I think that's really the biggest thing is like you understand what they're going through and um, how hard it really is. You know, because it's easy for someone who's never done this before to sit here and be like, "You got to go harder." It's like, listen, Dick, I know. Like, have you ever done this? You know, you but. There's really not much that these guys are doing other than the level they're doing it at that I can't say that I've done. I've had bad weight cuts. I've had short notice fights, long fights. I've had opponents, you know, switch. I've had to fight up a weight class, all, all that stuff. Like a lot of the stuff that, you know, most of the adversity that we're going to have to deal with, I, I've done it on my level, you know, when I, was a, when I was a fighter. So I think that experience and then coming at it, you know, with that experience, but now with like a lot more experience as a coach, I think it, uh, it helps me get through to them where maybe if someone hadn't fought, they might not be able to. Kelvin, where would, you, where would you say the confidence that you have comes from? Like the inner self-belief and just the mentality of just taking what's in front of you and not looking too far ahead. Yeah, just um, putting the focus on what I can control. And then, um, I mean, <clears throat> just how bad I want it, really. I just, you know, I always say chasing that life on the other side of a win. But, um, you know, no one can see the things that I want for myself other than me and, and – um, I'm prepared to work as hard as I have to do in order to get them. And, the, and having gold around your waist, that's what justifies everything? Or is that going to bring you? No, it's going to bring me the shit I want to, you know, take care of the people I need to, things like that, my why. So, um, like, you talk about the opponent, it's like no opponent's bigger than, like, life and just what, you know, that'll sit you on your ass. And 
it has for me. I've gotten back up from from everything. So I just know that there's nothing that can hold me down as long as I, I just keep pushing forward. And like what we say, like if we do fall, we fall forward. We get back up and um, keep pushing, you know, because um, what's the other option? <laughs> Sitting on your ass, feeling sorry for yourself, looking back. It's always forward and uh, on to bigger and better things, man. I wanted to add, um, when you're talking about just kind of being able to relate to the fighters and whatnot, like in the beginning, I told Calvin that I saw you get a lot of very well-deserved praise, you know, for his last fight against Giga and how just everything unfolded and was handled. I, I mean, there's no right way to come back from a loss. And it was just my gut at leaving that fight, like, I just felt like he, he was due for some time off. You know, since he'd been in the UFC, he'd been in fight camp for two and a half, three years. It went just back to back to back camps. And, you know, you know, we're not one of these, he's not one of these guys that's going to pull out over because he's hurt. Like, you have to have a legit injury for him to pull out of a fight. So he, we're going into these fights sometimes with, you know, busted up noses and sore things or whatever, but we're always getting cleared by doctors and we're going in there. And he just never had the time to take his foot off the gas pedal and just like, all right, let me just chill and then let us get in the gym with him and like focus on some things that, you know, in a fight camp, you don't have time to fix because it's like, all right, we got to get the weight down. We got to get ready for this guy and we can scoot through with this deficit over here. We'll get that next camp and then it doesn't happen. And so I, I felt we weren't going to get worse with more time off. But maybe if we came back too soon, you know, some guys that come back too soon from big fights like that, you know, they, they you know, their chin's not the same. And, you know, maybe they get knocked out uh, easier than they would have last time. And, and who knows if that would have happened. But I, th I thought, like, time off's not going to hurt Calvin. We, you know, we, we needed to build some new triggers in the gym. And I think um, the, the year off, you know, we, we did no contact for a long time. And then when we came back, the whole goal was to see him like fight a different style that we knew he could do, but he just wasn't doing yet. And, you know, we spent a lot of time in the gym with, you know, guys like Jake and Nick and, and even Rob and, and just trying to build new triggers and get him to fight a little bit different. And uh, that came out in the Giga fight. So, um, you know, yeah, you got a lot of people saying, oh, the time off, the time off, but we could have easily come out and got knocked out in the first round. It would have been like, what's the time off do? You know, right. so like, yeah, it's just a gut instinct. I felt like more time to just sharpen some weapons that he already had and, and build some new weapons. And uh, that was really the benefit of the time off, in my opinion, was finally getting to like get in the get in the gym and work on building some new weapons because everybody's got video on Calvin now. They know how he fights. So if they're smart, they'll come out and fight a certain way and hope it works, right? So we had to come out you know, back from that max fight and show people that, listen, you can't just bully us around the cage because if you do that, other stuff's going to happen. And that was the perfect opponent to show that. And you know, I was really proud that Calvin came back the way he did. You know, especially with all the, the news going into the fight, how it was with, you know, what were we, two or three with one underdog. It's, oh, we shouldn't even have to fight. He should just get the title shot with. Yeah, he was talking Alex about now. fighting for the title. You know, and our whole thing is, like, we were never thinking about the title. We were just thinking about Giga. And, um, you know, you can't overlook these guys in the UFC, especially in the top ten. And, uh, you know, Calvin came and he showed everybody that, you know, he's still here. He's still a top dog. And, you know, I think he gets his next win. I mean, right now you could argue that, if Max gets hurt right now, who deserves a title shot? It's probably us. So, like, we're still a contender. Um, you know, if we have to go out and fight, you know, whether it's Emmett or whoever, you know, we go out and fight regardless of the ranking. That's another win in the top ten. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people thinking, if we do it in great fashion, there's going to be a lot of people arguing that Calvin should get the next title fight after, after Max does. So, you know, we'll see what happens.
I just think the pivot is not talked about enough. Like the pivot and just the whole shift of mentality. Everyone's like, oh, I got to fight. I got to rebound from this, get right back in there and stuff like that. And they're not really taking the time to assess and reevaluate and work on things. I think the pivot you guys made and then the results that you have, I don't think it's getting enough praise and not getting credit that it deserves. And it's just a, the t- it, it's just a credit to what you guys did as a team, the decision-making process and doing the right things. And I think it's just, completely change the outlook of what's really here in front of us at the top echelon of the featherweight division. Yeah, I think it's, you know, trust is built over time and it's made with a bunch of little decisions over and over and over. And I think, you know, over the last 10 years, we've, you know, seven, eight, 10 years, whatever it is, we've built that trust. Like I've never been dishonest to him. I've always been straight up. I've always told him what I think. And and that was, I thought that was the move after that fight. And we're fortunate enough that we have that relationship where he was like, you know, he wanted to fight the next day. He wanted to go for a jog the next day after the max fight. He's like, can I go run? And we're like, no. So it's like, you know, it's holding back the guy. He wants to get back in there and do it. And that's what I want in a fighter. But, you know, fortunately we had that relationship where he's like, all right, I trust you. Just let's get to work, you know? And uh, so I think that just shows the type of team that we are, you know, and then everybody on the team was on board. And, you know, that win, it was just, more him than anyone, though. You know, you come back from a fight like the Max fight that just you didn't have the momentum, it didn't go your way, and then come back against the guy who's supposed to be a better striker than Max on paper, everybody's saying it, and he came back and he's like, no, I'm going to show you who, who the better striker is now. And that's just kudos to how mentally strong he is and how hard he works and what his upside truly is. And the mental strength is so important in fighting and I think in most sports. All yeah, sports. no, I think, I think people like... All the interviews I did after the Max fight going into the next one, they were like, how's Calvin's confidence? And I'm like, dude, do you think the Patriots lose to the Bills the first time and then come back the next game being like, I don't know if we can beat them. They're too good. Like, you know, in this combat sports, you know, you take a loss to someone and people think like, oh, well, now Calvin can never beat Max. It's like, listen, if any of these guys fight 10 times, there's going to be a different outcome like every time, you know. It's very rare that the one person is going to win 10 times, and that's what happens. And at this level, it really comes down to – whoever gets momentum first and or whoever makes the first mistake. And unfortunately that night, Max, he's a freaking OG. You know, he's a legend of the division and, you know, won a Hall of Famer in the UFC eventually, right? And uh, he took momentum and, and he just kept it. And, you know, Calvin said it in interviews, he got laughed at at the time going into the, into the Giga fight, but he's like, I'm excited for that fifth round. And that's no disrespect to Max or his team, but like, I really do think he can still beat Max Holloway. He just has to fight a certain way. And, and that night, unfortunately, it wasn't our night. And um. But it doesn't mean that he can't beat Max, you know, and I think... uh, If anything, now I have the opportunity to show him that you can come back from a fight like that so upside down and then hopefully go out and win if I can, you know, pull it off in an emphatic fashion. I mean, I have the opportunity now to go prove that. You know, I didn't have that uh, before the fight, so be it the way it worked out, but now it's an opportunity that I have to go show people, you know, from that what, you you know, you can bounce back. So I'm going to play that card next time I'm in there. 100%. So... We're about a little bit more than a week away from Rob's fight. How do you guys taper everything off to make sure there's no overtraining? What is the strategy to make sure he's in healthiest position, best position possible physically, mentally, leading into next Saturday night for fight night? No, you just usually by the time we come out here a week early, and now we're just going through the motions where, you know, it's like 
Saturday walkthroughs in football. You know, you're not going 100%. We're just going through the motions. We're dialing in, you know, make sure he gets the sweats in because obviously we got the weight cut coming up. Uh, making sure his triggers are there. He's getting good reps with Jake on the mitts. He's getting good rounds with Nick on jiu-jitsu. You know, he, um, you know, light sparring with these guys, moving around and just getting some coaching in between rounds and just trying to make it feel like it's fight night and just make sure we're just tightening up any loose ends that are there. And then, you know, it's at that point, it's just like the work is done. Now you're just like tying off loose ends and just, you know, getting everything really pretty to come come out on fight night. So, um, yeah, the work is done in camp. And then here it's just about like, Maintenance, ma maintenance mode, getting into the fight. So the swimming, I'll teach him some swim stuff after the fight, after okay, okay. his win, right? <laughs> yeah, let's do I, it. I don't want to mess anything out leading up to the fight. So I'm in on that though too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dual, <laughs> dual action. Yeah, yeah, dual yeah. action for yeah. sure. Let's get Calvin. Let's get Rob back in there. Yeah. Yeah. You get in here, Rob. No, thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, yeah 100%. Thank you, Tyson. Tyson, thank you. Would you say would be? I know we're not gonna pick anything crazy like that, but like. If you ever had a dream, dream fight, is there any person that you ever envisioned that you'd ever fight? I think I was. He's had some nightmares about fighting Van Dam. <laughs> I wouldn't get in there. Get, I wouldn't mind getting in there with Van Dam, but that'd be pretty cool. To... Van Dam. <laughs> I love it. Like, I'm not gonna even bother asking you that question because you're only looking at what's booked in front of you. Yeah, you're damn right, man. I'm on to Tyson tonight. I'm gonna beat his ass for the shit he said earlier. But. That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> what about Will Smith slapping Chris oh, Rock? Oh, yeah. Strong form. That was rough, man. Strong form. Elbows in tight. Good turnover. He smacked. He pulled it back. Well, too. some yeah. people thought it was like <laughs> fake. That was one of the most powerful slap snaps, uh, oh. slaps I've ever seen. <laughs> was it justified, though? Uh, I wouldn't say that, man. It's I tough, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think you can run around slapping people like that. It's kind of it's tough, man. But if, if that was, if you were sitting in his seat, and he was saying something about <laughs> your girl. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. I think I think uh, I think my girl would be pissed, pretty pissed if I did that. So I, I get it though. I understand why. And and you know. And but it's it's tough, man. Running around slapping people like that. It's Mike Tyson gotta be good. slapping people. You know, no more punching, man. You gotta start making people. We probably still make them bleed with the slap. <laughs> you know, like six, seven, yeah, right. <laughs> it's so hard. Though. You ever try like man fighting in a plane? I fought my brother one time in the in the car. You know, my You're big, he was a lot bigger yeah, than you. Yeah, he was in the passenger seat, and I was you in the back seat. Good oh. thing it kind of like leveled the playing field, though. You know, <laughs> and we were just swinging over our heads, hitting the roof the whole time. Kind of like Mike. You know, he's tough to like get a good angle on a shot like that. In a, in a plane. <laughs> I still haven't seen, like, the full version that's unedited. Either. I just saw him. They, they, I feel like they edited two different videos together, or they, they took out the part where he got up, and yeah, I just they, saw him wailing they, on him. They saw him talk, the, the guy talking, and then, added, and then Mike just don't want some, some They took the time to edit it. And the photo after. Yeah. Yeah. You poked the bear, so. Yeah. And as a, for, I hate to ask you this because I know you're cutting away, but as a former pizza guy, like, what's the ideal toppings you put on a pizza? Ooh, man, I mean, classic margarita, but I like jalapenos on pizzas too. God, you gotta always go with bacon on everything. I mean, we were just talking about it. Though. It's so many options. You got chicken parm pizza, dessert pizzas. You can't really go wrong, man. Like, what kind of pizza? Thin, uh, Chicago style, deep. Uh, I think the hand toss. I think it's simple to the hand toss. I mean, I'll try the, the 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 thin as well in the Chicago, but I think classic hand toss, like medium size, and you know, throw anything you want on that bad boy. What about French fries? 
chili cheese fries all day. Like on them because I do have a pizza named after me. It's called a wow. Helene pizza. Yeah, it's here in town. In Vegas? Yeah. Nice. So what's up? What's up? What's the toppings? Um, it's French fries, bacon, sausage, pepperoni. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's, t- <laughs> it's sounds amazing. I feel like it's one ingredient too much. It's really good. <laughs> one ingredient. What would you take off? One of the meats you got to take off. Or it's just, it's too filling because it's thicker. You can never have too much meat. I'm, I'm going to be honest, too. I'm a little jealous she's got a pizza named after her, too. <laughs> but I just feel like the ratio of crust and bread to the to the fries, it yeah, might just too be much. too much. But people gave me crap for putting french fries on them, but yeah. I'm like... But you, you burn enough calories in the pool. You don't got to worry about yeah, it. And, and <laughs> it's like two meals in one, though. you know? Yeah, yeah. Just not a big fan of pineapple on pizza. You know Are you fan? a pineapple? Yeah, I, I could do some pineapple. Uh I don't. I don't like. Like it's like my favorite, but I, I could definitely eat it for sure. I just. Are uh, you pineapple? I like pineapple on a lot of other things, you know. But I don't know. I gotta try it again on pizza. Not not a, not like I, I haven't. I don't order it. So, but I like pineapple on a lot of other things. I like pineapple on like teriyaki chicken. That's good. That. That's a that good like. Good I don't like it on sushi one time. It got me going my first sushi <laughs> roll. I love frozen pineapple. Frozen pineapple is yeah. good too. I know, we should probably it. shouldn't talk too much. <laughs> yeah, Yo, what are you doing? Let's go through frozen a Frozen pineapple, cut. frozen grapes, right. uh, especially the cotton candy ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. got it's me onto those. Yeah. Cotton well, and you, candy. You got, and you freeze those, too. Yeah, yeah. You it's like dessert. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, some pineapple it's a game changer. Go. I just wonder what kind of chemicals they use to, to make them taste like Try cotton candy. Try not to think about it. Try not to think about it. Enjoy it, man. So what's your go-to meal? It was um, funny. After. It, I, it's it's usually like, pizza is the easiest. And then we'll yeah. figure out whatever I've been watching on Instagram and creeping on, you know. But I've been um, I've been one White Castle. I don't know why. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't That's know so why. Like, I saw I saw like a, 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 a like a like a, a YouTube video of like a remake of the burger. And then I'm like, I used, to, I used to eat it when I was younger. And I just can't really remember if how good it or bad it was. I'm like, all right, we gotta go get it. So I, 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 you know, looked it up. It's like maybe three and a half hours from my house. It's like, I guess they're only in New York or whatever. And there's one here. But then right? you get here. There's one yeah, out here. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. I have to go yeah. try some White Castle. I think the only time I went, I was a teenager. It was right after Harold and Kumar go to White yeah. Castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we drove out like 30 minutes away, and I probably ordered like 20 sliders. Did you love the, it? I loved it. I mean, <laughs> I was probably stoned out of my mind too, so everything tastes better. They're probably all out sense. from yesterday. They need a week. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm excited for after this fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you guys are cl- where the hotel is. It's still kind of off the strip, but it always smells like that synthetic marijuana right on the strip yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We weren't there yesterday, but I can only imagine the cloud cover you got from 420. I can imagine as well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. And you're near Topgolf, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get out there. I'm down. Who's better yeah. at Topgolf? I mean, it's, Tyson. it's all strategy. It's all strategy, though. He it's all strategy. Him. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's fun. I do like it. It's a good setup. Yeah, yeah we just get really competitive, and we start getting into fights whenever we golf. So makes sense. Well, it's nice. It's <laughs> tough to eat food when you're golfing in the other place. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the spot to kind of eat food and swing a club. Well, it's like you know, she's got to get back in the competitive mode for swimming, swimming and stuff like that. So if if I if I don't do my part when she's not in the pool, how are we going to hold her accountable when Ooh, she's in the I pool? Like yeah. I like it. I like it. it. By cheating and making up rules. <laughs> I don't cheat. She just gets up really, just really finds upset. A way to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because the things that like 
as a kid, you know, you know, you you're a big golfer too, so you understand. Like, if you lose your shit on one hole, it's gonna affect oh, everything. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And you, it's all mental. Always on to the next hole. It's like it's all <laughs> it's all about challenging yourself mentally. It's like even if you screw up, okay, I just got a rebound. I can't even think about it. For yeah. her, I see where sometimes where she screws up and she can't get back on the horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, break you to the build you up. Club. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, like, there's times where she just walked out or, like, there's, like, a five-stroke limit to some of the, even these mini golf places yeah. we've gone to. But we don't play by that. We play till you get the ball in the hole. <laughs> yes, so I made her sit like there until she gets 15 strokes in and she finally gets the ball in the hole. I, like, Kate she gets Schmo. <laughs> oh, I, love it. I love it. She gets mad, though. She gets really mad. It's fun, it's though. Okay. I'll beat you next time. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what's like a dream? We're gonna get away from fighting then. So, what's like a dream vacation or dream place that you guys need to go to with all the the win bonuses and earnings you got? Like, what what what's on the bucket list for you guys? I'm thinking Thailand. I've always had that on the bucket list. It's been tough with COVID. Obviously, there's a big quarantines forever when you get in there. So uh, that kind of made it unrealistic. But um, but. The reason why I like it is because I've already done the Brazil travel. Well, you can kind of train, do some jiu-jitsu out there. I like to go out there, train a little bit, and then go see, you know, all Thailand has to offer. I see some beautiful views. I hear a lot about it. Um, but you can also get in the training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can train it's with his. Too uh, far the deep end. Maybe a future opponent with this guy, Peter Young, right? He's, oh, he's out there, right? Yeah. He's out there. What, uh, what, what part of Thailand is he? I, I don't know if they're like Pantucket, like where they do the – I, th- I could be completely wrong, but that's where Rafael Fiziev is there, too. He's one of the coaches. He's the 155-er. I want to go see some Thai fights out there, where's, too, where's which Mike is, like, Swick? legendary just seeing, you know, Thai fights. Oh, yeah, Mike Swick's okay. out there, where, too. You know, yeah. Yeah. AKA yeah. Thailand. Yeah. 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 I'm just I, not sure. Like, I just assume part. it's all Pantucket. I've never yeah. been. I just I just assume it's in that area. It's all Thailand's Thailand to me. Yeah. <laughs> Thai food's really good. Thailand's a must. I think I had Simple Thai food litter. the other day, I think. You guys had some Thai food the other day? Yeah, they did. It was Jake. <laughs> Are you Thailand too? What's your spot? Oh, I'm definitely down for Thailand, but uh, man, anywhere with a beach, anywhere hot. I hate being cold. Um, yeah, me too. I hate being cold. I hate being cold, but there's one spot I would go to. I would go to Iceland and uh, in the hot springs. Yeah. Is that where they do like the Northern That's Lights the, and all yeah, that, right? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Really cool. They got the igloos and stuff outside, I yeah. think, too, out there. Some, you know, just like remote areas. and so I'd be, I guess it would be cold, but it would be warm if you go to the hot springs, or it would be better if you go in the summertime. I, don't, I can't pronounce the capital, but I know people. My brother's been there, so he told me yeah. about it. I saw pictures. I'm like, nice. oh, I need to go there. Yeah. Where is that place you could float in the pool? Pool? Yeah. It's like super salty. Salt, oh, something? no, that's the Dead Sea in Israel. Oh. Uh, that that you can float on top of the water because there's so much salt. And if you have a cut. Read a book. Your eyes must stop. sting knowing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all. Remember Abu Dhabi was kind of stinging your eyeballs over there a little 100%. bit too, right? How salty the water was. Yes, yeah. yes. I almost died that day. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was the worst. hurt from the F1 track. Yeah, I was hurt. No, so originally. I just had um. I just got uh, off of a knee surgery and rehab and all that. I haven't ran, jogged, or nothing. We just got the clearance like around there, so I'm excited. Let's go jog. Probably like halfway, like a mile and a half. I'm done. I'm sitting there like, look, what's going on? Like, I feel like I'm overheating. Like, to the point where people saw me, like, are you okay? And then like, you need water. And then I, I, I there's a couple guys took me back on a off golf course and then golf cart. Uh, <laughs> golf uh, golf cart and they brought me back to the hotel. I was out for like maybe like four or five hours and recovered. 
And then the next day, got out to the F1 uh, race cars and the same thing. <laughs> Almost died out there, too. It was just too hot for me. It is way too fucking hot yeah. there. And, yeah. and humid, too. You got the heat. You got the worst of this. It's like combining the worst of Florida and Vegas and put it in one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> what, that was I, rough. I, it's, it's such a crazy time to think about, like, how they had Fight Island during this whole pandemic shit, you know, because everything's lifted yeah. now. And I don't want to call it shit. It's a real thing. But, like... <laughs> It's a crazy time to reflect on. We went all the way to Insane. Abu Dhabi. Uh, that's that's where the fights were. Oh, yeah. There was no other sports going on at the time. I just, even, I just remember thinking from the Jeremy, the Jacksonville fight. I remember like we were like it was like so dangerous to do this. And yeah, it was bad. They were we were irresponsible. It, yeah. it was pretty bad. Like to now, you know, it was pretty funny. You were part of a lot of us. The Vice Star that was what kicked everything off. You're part of a lot of the historic stuff too, and I think even the. I mean, the Max fight, wasn't that the first one on ABC? Yeah, I yep. believe so. Yeah. Yep. For That was the first yeah. MMA fight on ABC yep, yep, then? Yep. It's just been a part of history. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. I was, uh, you know, when they were talking about Fight Island, they were talking about fighting on, like, a boat offshore and stuff. We were just talking <laughs> about that the other day, how, like, I wish it was kind of something crazy like that. The more crazy the idea, the more up for it I was. I initially thought that at one point, too, because I think in college basketball, I think I, I remember watching a Michigan State, UNC, they were off the shores of San Diego playing on like a Navy battleship. I thought they were going to do something like that, too. How amazing would it be That'd if be you cool. guys are doing MMA? Might be boat. seasick, but uh, <laughs> fighting on a yacht. How cool would that be? Yeah. That would be a really cool thing. I'm surprised like there hasn't been some royal prince um, in that area sure. that's kind of like set that thing up. Yeah. We got to get it done. <laughs> That'd be a crazy, uh, crazy kind of shindig. Just do it in the States. Just add some story. That flight was horrible. Yeah, that flight was rough, man. We had to go to Vegas first before we went there. So, you know, East Coast, West Coast to go all the way back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's The time difference. Yeah, kind of a pain in the ass. But, I mean, at least we were able to compete, be busy, obviously. Thing of positive. What's your final thoughts, guys? I, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm, I know just, you're I'm just impressed by this, this your studio here, man. Congrats on yeah, this. This place yeah. is coming together, and I'm, I can't wait to see the, fi the fin uh, final product. Thank you. I appreciate that. Loving the swag. I mean, I got it from you. Let's go on to next week, <laughs> Team Font. Let's fucking go. So, so now oh. that I've interviewed Brooke, I feel like I got to interview <laughs> Hulk, and I feel like. Uh, it might be the appropriate shit. I mean, just oh, have him rip should. it in half for me if he's going to get rid of it, all right? Just <laughs> give me one. Give me a good one. Maybe I could do that. I would love that. So yeah. I'll just put it because it's, it's the same. I was, you know, it's cool. Them, <laughs> I got to get you to. something not like straight cloth. I don't know. It might be a little tough. I'll get you. I might have to make a like an a incision tears, or yeah, something a little bit. like just that. Just around the seams. <laughs> it's good. Right it made my day because she said I got to tell my dad. Hell like, yeah. Oh, fuck. That's cool. That's I a like cool it. thing. Episode 101 of the Schmozone podcast. We are out. <laughs>